day six, Genesis 21 Eat. to 24. Yep. Genesis 21, 1. It, it starts off and says this. The Lord came to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Uh, yo, it just starts off and it shows us God always comes through on his promises. Amen. He did it for Abraham. He did it for Adam. He did it for Sarah. And he's going to do the same thing for you. God always comes through on his word. And what's crazy is you see this shift. After God comes through on his word and gives Abraham this son, Isaac, at 100 years old, you just see a different Abraham. Yeah. You see, like, there's something about God doing the impossible for you mm. that encourages you when he asks you to do impossible things, just how quickly you see those things done. And Genesis 21 to 24, you know, is just that. God gives him a son in his old age, yes. and then God tells him, yo, send away your son Ishmael. Do it. God saw Abraham was distressed, and God says, yo, I got you. Mm. And so it says, Abraham gets up early in the morning, sends him away. And then God comes, and God says this, all right, I know I promised you. Ooh, that's the part. <laughs> I know I promised you Ooh, yes. that blessing would come into the world through this son oh, that man. you waited wow. 25 years for. Wow. And God says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to surrender to me the very source of your hope and joy. Oh, my gosh. We can't imagine that. That's amazing. Nah. And Abraham, this man who struggled with faith through his life, said, I and so he gets up early in the morning mm. and he takes his son. And the thing about this is God says this, yo, I want you to take your son, your only son, whom you love, right? The first thing that we're going to see is there's a principle in the Bible called first mention. Yep. It's so important because the first time a word or a concept is mentioned, mm -hmm. it's going to give you... Uh, the way in which it's going to be defined throughout the rest of the Bible. And Amazing. what you will find out is, as you've read, Genesis 22 is the first time that the word love is mentioned in your Bible. Wow. And it comes in the context of what? A father being asked to sacrifice mm. his only son. Yes. Preach. <laughs> John 3.16, for God loved the world. Mm. For God so loved the world that he gave up his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Abraham, Hebrews is going to say this. Abraham experienced God bring his son from a dead womb. So he knew when God asked him to give up the thing that he valued the most, mm. that God was able to resurrect him. Yes. So he goes and is getting ready to offer his son and God provides an alternative, a substitute a ram in the bush, and Abraham brings his son down. So here's the trajectory of Genesis 21 to 24, and here's why we mean that it all uh, points to Christ. This is the flyover. Mm -hmm. In Genesis chapter 21, the promised son is born. Amen. In Genesis chapter 22, the promised son is offered up to death and experiences a resurrection from the dead. And in Genesis chapter 24, this son comes back and takes his bride. Y'all, that's the story of Jesus. Amen. Jesus brother. was born. Jesus was Fire. offered up to death by his father 
who loved him in order to take away the sins of the world. Mm -hmm. And after he raised from the dead, do you know what he does? He comes back and he gets the church, which is called his bride. I'm telling y'all, the Bible is a story about God and all of these stories are a picture into the heart and soul of our father that loves us. Yeah. Yeah. I got to let the mic breathe. (laughs) I will let the mic breathe when we got time. Oh, man. (laughs) Man, Genesis... I'm going to just leave that alone because he had killed that. Genesis 23. We're going to pick up there. All right. Genesis 23, Sarah grows old, passes away. She got to see what God promised her. Great life, right? She got to see the promise of God come to her. Now, she dies, and you may wonder, why are they spending so much time talking about her burial? So much time, Like, yeah. what does that have to do with anything? Well, again, this is not meaningless. This is all one cohesive story. In the ancient world... Burial was super important. So people believe that an improper burial would make it impossible for the dead to join, you know, their ancestors in the afterlife. So they had this real concept of the afterlife. And therefore, to leave her with an improper burial um, would be to leave her uncared for and unhappy in her next life and eternal life with the Lord. And so in the text, it shows that Israel thought the same way. That was the ancient Near Eastern thought. But Israel thought the same way. So Abraham is adamant. Yo, my wife needs a proper burial. Now, the text will tell us later, later on in Genesis, I forget what chapter, is that Abraham was buried with Sarah. Right. 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 And we'll even learn later that, um, you know, when a person died, they will always say, yo, make sure you take my bones with my ancestors. Mm, right. Mm. Because they had this concept that they would be with their ancestors in eternal life, right. the afterlife, and yeah. with God. And so Abraham is like, no, I know where she's going. Right. right. So mm. I want to send her off well. Mm. That's that. And then in 24. Longest chapter in Genesis. Longest chapter in Genesis. Again, never by mistake. This is not by incident. Why is Genesis 24 the longest chapter in Genesis? Well, in Genesis 24, Abraham is like, yo, he tells his servant, hey, my son need a wife. (laughs) And guess what? We need to go back to my people. Sounds weird today. Right. But here, we have to understand the cultural context. Again, in the ancient world, in the ancient Near East, the identity was in community. Right. Today, the identity is in individuality. Right. right? Yeah, so it's, yeah. yo, who I want to marry. Yo, yeah. I'm going to place my faith in Jesus. Right. Yo, I'm going to do this. Right. Yeah. No. Then it was, we going to do this. Right. So in other words, the reason why they had arranged marriages was because religion was a family choice, mm. not an individual. No, we have to read this and say, yo, this is theological yeah. it's not ethnic no it's not him saying not racist yeah make sure that you don't bring home no white woman right no that's not that it's no. him saying no no no. uh our people yeah have a certain theology and that's the beauty of what takes place now it's like no no, no. Yeah, god has always wanted a diverse family for sure that's unified theologically we just had to bring that point out because folks have used this to say Nah, this is why black people should. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Every, okay, that's good. Black people, that's white true. people should, yeah. should marry white. Nah, it's, yeah. yeah. So again, it would be like, yo, Isaac, if you go marry somebody from another family, you naturally adopted their gods as well. Right. Right? It wasn't just you was marrying her. No, you adapted the gods as well of that clan. And so right. we have to stay in our clan because we worship, we the Hebrew, we worship Yahweh, fam. Right. We, don't, right. we don't mess with all that other stuff. Right. We don't mess with the guy. The God of the Bible, Yahweh, my G, like, we not with all of that. And so, again, everything was very communal. That's why in the Old Testament, legal cases were even communal, right? Yeah. When God executed judgment, it was against nations right. and peoples. It wasn't 
individual. Right. right? It wasn't you cursed and you blessed. It was y'all are cursed. Y'all are blessed. Right, right, right. right? And so it was, it was a, a very much more communal thing. And then as most pertinent, again, guilt and blessing uh, as well mm. would come by way of people group. And like Abraham is like, no, 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 we're the blessed people group of God. Right. You have to go back to the Hebrews to get a, a, um, a wife uh, for my son. And again, his servant, again, the text doesn't even mention a servant's name. Right. Because it's not important. Right. Right. He's like, yo, he asked God to be kind and faithful to him. Right. Right. And God does that. And he goes on his long journey. Yeah. And brings back a wife. Oh, man. That's dope. Isaac, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. So throughout 21 to 24, uh, here's one thing that you're going to see. Yo. You're going to see that God cares. Yeah. God cares for Sarah's barrenness. God cares for Hagar and Ishmael's feelings of abandonment. God cares for Abraham's distress at sending his son away and his grief at burying his wife. God cares about Isaac's grief when it comes to burying his mom and provides him mm-hmm. with a wife to continue on in this promise. God cares, yeah. And at the, towards the end of chapter 24, yeah. you know, Rebecca, who would be Isaac's wife, yeah. is sent off by her family. And this is what they say in verse 60. They said, they blessed Rebecca, saying to her, our sister, may you become thousands upon ten thousands. May your offspring possess the city gates of their enemies. It mm. seems, mm. Like, what are they saying? They had a concept that, no, 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 you're going with the Hebrews. Right. And yeah, they worship Yahweh and you are going to have numerous offspring right. that is going to lead to Jesus. Right. You guys will, again, conquer your enemies throughout Israel, right? Right. Throughout the Old Testament. But ultimately, Jesus is going to conquer the ultimate enemy, crush Satan's head. Amen. And the gates of hell uh, will not prevail against him. All right. This is the end of week one. Thanks for tracking with us. Uh, We'll see you all on Monday. See y'all.